Hey family and friends, welcome once again to Soar with Jesus. It's my great joy to come to you again with a fresh word from the Lord. And it is such an exciting journey as we are in a series called Divine Repositioning. The Lord has been so gracious and so merciful and He's been leading us in an amazing way. We thank the Lord for all the testimonies that are coming to us and letting us know how this podcast ministry is helping you to grow in your walk with God. We always thank the Lord whenever we receive a testimony from anyone from any part of the world. Even today as we dive into the word, I'm expecting open heavens upon you. Maybe you are driving your car and listening to the sermon. Maybe you are in your kitchen or maybe you are busy somewhere or maybe you are in a very broken state of your life and you just are very desperate of hearing God for your breakthrough. I believe today's word is going to help you and pluck you out of any distress that you are in and bring you out of any pain that you are going through and it's going to bring you comfort peace hope and an assurance that the lord is good as you all know that we are already into a series about how the lord repositions us in spirit and in part 1 we've learned a lot about how the lord repositioned abraham and ruth and other people we dived deep into the life of joseph how he was repositioned initially by his mistake his immaturity then by his brothers and then by some people and then by potiphar's wife and finally by the lord himself when he was repositioned from prison to the palace and we learned life lessons from joseph's journey today as we are continuing in part 2 of being repositioned by God I want to talk to you about this amazing passage in the Bible which has fascinated me every time I've thought about it or pondered upon or went deeper into learning from this passage it has amazed me and even now as we are about to break the bread of life I believe the Holy Spirit is going to give us our bread and we are going to feel strengthened in our spirit and we're going to soar like an eagle soar with Jesus while receiving this word and this story is found in the gospel of Luke chapter 19 and verse number 1 onwards this passage is about this chief tax collector Zacchaeus ah this story amazes me let me read that from verse number 1 it says like this then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho now behold there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich now he's talking about a man who had reputation good or bad he was known in the city he was a big shot in the city he was somebody who was holding a prime position in the government and you can easily figure out that he was an influential man he was a man who had impact he was a man that had a name he had a he was a man who was known by people and he was rich he had possessions he had 
certain amount of success that he had obtained in life. Now, when you look at a man like him, you feel that this man would think complete in himself and he would not desire to pursue any other thing because for him, he has arrived. He has achieved what a successful man has to achieve. He has a name, he has money, he has a title, he has a position. Yet the Bible says that he sought to see who Jesus was but could not because of the crowd for he was of short stature. Even though he had everything that a man would desire in his life, yet there was something missing. How many of you know nothing can satisfy but only Jesus? You can possess everything. You can have great titles in the world. You can have possessions. You can collect for yourself treasure of this world. But there is nothing that can satisfy. There is nothing that can make you complete or make you feel complete in your life. But it is just the presence of Jesus in our lives that completes us, that makes us whole. So this man Zacchaeus, being a successful man, being a man of solutions, being a man of a title, being a man of success and resources and name and fame, yet there was this desire in his heart to see Jesus. Wow, what a wonderful desire he had. But the Bible says he could not because of the crowd, because he was of short stature. My goodness, I want you to open your eyes in the realm of spirit and see what the Lord is trying to make us see. He wants to see Jesus and there is a humongous amount of people between him and Jesus. That was the problem that he could not see Jesus. But he realizes that in life there comes a time that I cannot blame things and people around me for my failure. He realized that it's not just the crowd. Crowd isn't the problem. But my short stature is the problem. Are you listening to the voice of God today? I'm talking to somebody who is a champion in playing a blame game. You know, you won't find anything. You won't gain anything unless in life you come to a point where you are responsible or matured enough to take responsibilities of your own failures. So when Zacchaeus had a desire and he was blocked by people, he figured out that problem is not in the crowd. Problem is not that people are tall, <laughs> but the problem is that I am short. The problem is not in the circumstances or the situations of my life or the closed doors that I am banging my head with. It's not the people around me. It's not that people don't believe in me. It's, it's sometimes people don't believe in you because you haven't believed in you. Sometimes doors don't open because they know that you are not going to use this door in the best of its form. Sometimes you feel certain things, you encounter certain challenges, not because those challenges are big, but because you have not matured over the period of time walking with God. You have not dealt with certain things in life that does not qualify you for greater challenges in life and greater victories in life. I hope you are with me. So the Bible very beautifully says that as he realizes that he is short-heighted, verse number four says, 
So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. Woo! This blew my mind. When he realized that the problem is in him, and then right away, when you realize in your life that you've been lacking something, when you come to a place of realization, that becomes a place of excellence. Ah, the place of your realization becomes the foundation for your growth. My dear friend, no one changes until and unless they realize that they need a change. Elevation comes after realization. And the moment Zacchaeus realized, oh my goodness, I am short. I might have money. I might have a title. I might know certain people, but right now nobody's focused on me because this is an hour when the creator of this universe is present in this place. And me, Zacchaeus, has to come to a realization and humility and a place of surrender. It's okay if my title is not coming into use. It's okay if my money is not coming into the picture. What's coming into action is my humility my realization, my surrender, and I'm not going to blame people. I'm not going to blame the crowd. I'm not going to even try using my contacts to reach to Jesus. But I am ready to have a plan B coming into the action. I can't increase my height, but I can accelerate. Oh my goodness. Is that a prophetic word for somebody? You might not eliminate certain boundaries and certain limitations and certain things in your life, but you can accelerate in spirit. You can accelerate in your understanding. You can right now accelerate. You can come to a place of humbling yourself and saying, Lord, I've tried my best. Lord, I've used my title. It didn't work. Lord, I've used my resources. It didn't work. Lord, I am, I'm humbling myself and I'm using the divine acceleration in spirit and, and I'm, I'm going to run. And guess what? He didn't run to any direction. Ah, he didn't run to any of the direction. He inquired with the crowd. And he figured it out from where Jesus is going, which route he's going to take, which turn Jesus will take, which road he's going to pick. And he inquired of the Lord. Can you inquire of the Lord? Can you inquire of the heartbeat of God? Can you inquire about the presence of Jesus? Can you locate places in your life from where Jesus will be passing by? Are you with me? Can you locate the friends who have an encounter with Jesus? Can you locate connections in your life? Can you run away from places where Jesus is not going to go from? Can you eliminate yourself from places from where Jesus is not entrusted in going? Can you locate places? Can you locate churches? Can you locate house of the Lord? Can you locate covenants and people and friendships that will be encountering Jesus. And can you place yourself in those environments? Can you locate Jesus? Can you run to the presence of God? He ran. And when he ran, he figured out running won't help because when Jesus arrives to this place, crowd is not going to be left behind. <laughs> uh, we are going deeper now. We are going deeper now. He knew running would not eliminate the limitations. 
he knew that even though if I have certain favors from God, even if there is divine acceleration, even if there are things that I've learned in spirit, I've matured enough, yet the crowd is going to follow again. I'm going to again face the same limitation. I am very prophetically speaking to somebody. You think because you have certain intelligence and spirit, those demons and those limitations and those same patterns of life are not going to follow you? You are mistaken. Divine acceleration, blessing of God, the grace of God is, is going to help you to run forward, to run and change your position. It's going to help you reposition yourself. But my dear friend, Enemy is not going to leave you. Enemy is not going to retire. He's not a part-time enemy. He's a full-time enemy. But then comes another step of faith, another step of spiritual understanding and intelligence where Zacchaeus decided to let go of his limitation forever. Ah, Zacchaeus said, I am sure I'm going to do something in the wisdom of God and in the maturity in my spirit that is going to overpower my weakness, overpower my shortcoming. It's going to eliminate the weakness and the shortcomings in my life wherein the crowd is not going to bother me anymore. I am going to go higher. I am going to climb up a tree. Oh, child of God, are you listening to this word? So many times we only depend on certain graces and certain favors of God that locates us, but we do not learn the art of dealing with the weaknesses inside. We do not learn the art of controlling that has been holding us back or defeating certain things that have been part of our lives. My goodness, my goodness. If you have heard me many times in life, I would urge you to listen to me carefully now. What I'm about to share in the next five minutes is such a critical word that can help you unlock your destiny. So I know I've got your ears in spirit. Now listen, we all are the fruit of the systems that we've been part of. Are you with me? We are born in a system. When we are born, we are born in a system. The way we've been brought up is a system. The way we've been taught in schools is a system. The way our family told us to think or act or say or speak was a system we became part of. And as we grow in life, not just those systems become part of us, but then we become part of those systems as if we become one with those systems. And then those systems dominate us. Those systems develop our maturity. They, they develop the way we think. They develop the way we act. They develop the way we choose in life. And we all are an end result of the systems inside of us. We are a system. There is a system inside of you. There is a municipality inside of you. There is a layer of thought procedure. There are systems that have crafted your nature, your behavior, your choosing power. Your, your, you've been nurtured in a way. You've been brought up in a family of offense. So now your system is offense. Your first reaction to life is offense. You've been, you've been engraved in a system in your house, in your school, in your community, in your church that just gets angry and upset. So now that system of getting angry and upset has become your part. Oh my goodness. You are an end result of who you have believed in. 
or what you have believed in. Are you with me? But when the Holy Spirit comes inside of you, there is a repositioning that takes place. My goodness. And when that repositioning happens, it repositions you from your old system to the new system of the kingdom of God. Where your mind is renewed, your thought process is renewed. You don't think like your mother. You don't think like your father. You don't think like your uncle. You don't think like the school that you've been brought up in. You don't talk like your, your relatives or your neighbors. You automatically is a result of new creation in Christ. My goodness. You are not a painted wall. You are a demolished wall and recreated wall. You're not part of a system in the kingdom of God where God just took your broken life and restored you in a way that you look like a renovated wall. We are not renovated by Christ. We are recreated in Christ. That's why the Bible says we are a new creation altogether. Everything demolished and created in a new way. That's the greatest repositioning that can take place in your heart. And exactly the same thing happened in Zacchaeus' life. He's not worried about his image. He's running with his wooden sandals. He's, he's lifting up his robe. He's running on those rugged roads of Jericho. He's not worried about his title, his image, what people are going to say about him, he, his reputation. And people knew him in, in the city, by the way. And that fellow looked like he's climbing up. But the fact of the matter is, he's going down in humility. He's breaking himself. He's becoming zero. And he goes up on that tree. He repositions himself. Do you know you have to reposition yourself in order to be located by Jesus? Ooh, I don't know if you're with me. Oh, pastor, the Lord is not listening to my prayers. It feels God is angry with me. Oh, it's, it seems God is not listening to my prayers. Oh, I've been praying, praying, praying. I don't hear anything. Oh, you know, I think God is upset with me. God is angry with me. Oh, I, I think the Lord has left me. All these feelings come because you have not repositioned yourself in a location where Jesus pauses. Oof. Jesus stops and looks at you because that's exactly what happened in this story. So he ran ahead, verse number four, and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was going to pass that way. Verse number five. And when Jesus came to that place, ah, I have a good news for somebody. Jesus is going to come where you have repositioned yourself. You keep running away. You keep avoiding the place of repositioning. He's not going to come. But when Jesus came to that place, he looked up. <laughs> he looked up and saw him. Ah! I, I don't know if you are with me or not. I am enjoying this. Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. But the Bible never says that Zacchaeus could see Jesus. But in, in return, the Bible says, Jesus saw him. I, I wish I had some people in this room. I can feel the excitement in the air. You don't have to see Jesus if you reposition yourself. He is going to locate you. He is going to see you. He is going to come to the place of your distress, your desire, your brokenness, your weakness, your uh, messed up place. Even if you just humble yourself and reposition He's going to locate you. He's going to locate you. So Jesus looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You see all this happening nowadays. My Jesus started this ministry by calling names. 
without shaking hands, without any introduction. He said, Zacchaeus. That's the, oh my goodness, Jesus is the giver of all prophetic gifts. He called his name Zacchaeus. Make haste. That means be quick and come down. For today, I must stay at your house. Woof! Zacchaeus, be quick and come down. Why? Because I am concerned about your image. You lowered yourself so much. You humbled yourself so much that now I am going to lift you up. I am going to honor you publicly. I am going to respect you. I will tell them that I know you by your name. And not just I'm going to shake your hand, but I am changing my plan. Wherever I was going, I change it. I will come to your house. I will stay at your house. My goodness, can you see the blessing of repositioning? When you reposition yourself from pride to humility, from arrogance to acceptance, from the place of being a rebel to a place of honor and respect, from a place of unbelief to the place of faith, when you reposition yourself from the place of hatred and bitterness to joy and forgiveness and love, the Lord locates you. The Lord calls you by your name. He tells you to restore your honor. He brings you down from places where you're not supposed to be in. Zacchaeus, what are you doing on the tree? Your place is beside me. Your place is near me. Your place is in my nearness. That's how God repositions your blessing, repositions your breakthroughs. All of you who are struggling for breakthroughs, here is your answer. Breakthrough is not coming because you are not repositioning your heart, your spirit, your mindset to the place where God wants you to come. The day, the moment you come there, heaven is going to locate you. Amen. Heaven is going to locate you. Now Jesus is saying, come down and now it is important for me. For today, I must stay at your house. Now think about it. Zacchaeus didn't invite Jesus to his house. It, it wasn't out of invitation that Jesus decided to go to Zacchaeus' house. It was not Zacchaeus' invitation, but it was Zacchaeus' inclination that brought Jesus to his house. Have you heard people making the sinner's prayer and there is no wrong in that? There are a lot of times people will say, Hey, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, live into my heart. That's just invitation. But Jesus is not looking for invitations. He is looking for inclination. That who is inclined to him, whose heart is inclined to him, whose focus is now upon him, whose, whose everything that is in them, is it being inclined to the Lord Jesus? That attracts heaven, not the words. So Jesus was attracted to Zacchaeus' inclination. No invitation. Now the Bible says, so he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Let me prophesy for somebody. The season of joy is at hand. In the name of Jesus, your desert will be converted into the place of joy and celebration in Jesus' mighty name. Because when God locates you, joy comes. When daddy God locates you, when he looks at you, when he calls you by your name, when he brings you down from a sycamore tree, and when he says, I'm going to dwell in your house, joy comes with it. Celebration comes with it. So he received Jesus with joy. And verse number seven, when they saw it, 
they all complained. These are the Pharisees. These are the Sadducees. We're not going to talk about them today because the story is about repositioning. There is this group of people who never repositioned themselves. They were sticking on to their religion. They were sticking on to their Pharisee spirit. But we're not going to talk about them today because we don't have much time. Let's, let's talk about Zacchaeus. Verse number 8 says, Then Zacchaeus stood. Now Jesus and his disciples are standing in the house of Zacchaeus. And now Zacchaeus, being in the presence of Jesus, opens his mouth for the first time. Till now, Zacchaeus has not said a word. He didn't invite Jesus. Now Zacchaeus, in the presence of Jesus, is saying, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. Oof, that's a lot. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false acquisition, I restore fourfold. Now, let's not talk about the percentage and all. But this is what I want you to think. Did Jesus preach on giving at Zacchaeus' house? Did Jesus speak about being a sower or a giver? Was there any teaching imparted by Jesus? The answer is no. Jesus didn't talk about giving. Yet, Zacchaeus <laughs> is talking about giving. He's not talking about forgiveness of sins. He's not talking about, he's not making the sinner's prayer. There is nothing that is happening like that. But all of a sudden, Zacchaeus is talking about giving and sowing. Now think about it. <laughs> think about it. Jesus is not teaching him to do that. Then what happened? I'll tell you what happened. When Jesus comes to your house, when he invades your life, when he becomes the king of your life, you start reflecting the character of God. There is certain things that birth inside of you without Jesus teaching that because his presence is the biggest teacher. You hear him even when he's not saying anything. God is still speaking even when he's silent. His presence has a voice. His presence has a voice. His presence has a conviction. His presence has a way of transforming our lives from inside and cleaning us from the inside. His encounters are enough for us to believe on Him. We don't need counselings. We don't need debates. We don't need mighty men of God to convince us who Jesus is. When He, he comes into our lives, when His presence invades our life, everything changes, everything is transformed. And same thing happened with Zacchaeus. Jesus didn't talk about anything. Jesus didn't preach any word. Didn't, Jesus didn't say anything about giving, but he started reflecting the character of God because giving is part of the nature of God. In fact, everything that God created gives. He created trees, trees give. They give fruit, they give shelter. He created clouds, they give water, they give rain. He created sun, sun gives light. He created stars, they give beauty and resourceful light and heat. Whatever he created, he created water, he created animals, he created everything he created has a nature by default to give. Ocean gives life, animals give milk and, and life and 
products for humans to live. Everything he created has a default nature of giving and releasing. But guess what? There's only one thing he created, not just for the creation, but he created that thing in his own image. Something that was created in his own image. And that was Adam. Yet Adam struggles to give. Adam struggles to release. You know why? Because Adam is the only creation of God that was created with a choice. Because God has choices to make. And when he created us, he didn't withhold. He didn't keep the choice part with him. He also gave us that godly part, trusting that we are going to make right choices in life. Choice can be your biggest friend and choice can be your biggest enemy. Yet, we being created in His image sometimes don't reflect this nature of God. We are stingy, we are calculative, we are greedy, we just want to collect. That's human tendency. We are never satisfied. The more we have, the more we want. That's how we are from inside. So when Jesus, why I'm sharing all this? So that I can tell you in context why Jesus is replying what is replying next. When Zacchaeus stood up and reflected the character of God, this is what Jesus said in verse number 9. He said, Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. Woof! Think about it. Jesus came to his house without an invitation. Zacchaeus spoke about giving without a sermon on giving. Jesus declares that he's saved without Zacchaeus' repentance and baptism. That's crazy. This is beyond human understanding. But why would Jesus talk about salvation when Zacchaeus is not admitting his sins, but he's just saying that I'm going to give because Jesus could see the character of his father, the nature of his father being manifested in Zacchaeus' life. Jesus looked at the godliness that was being reflected by Zacchaeus' words and he said, this is a sign that salvation has entered this house. My goodness, look at the repositioning. How Zacchaeus repositioned himself from a high place, high ranking to a mere sycamore tree. And from there, how Jesus repositions him from a sycamore tree, a place of dishonor, a place of mockery, a place of disgrace. And Jesus repositions him from that place to the place of honor and says, this surely is also a son of Abraham. Hallelujah. Child of God, God wants to reposition you. But are you willing to reposition yourself like Zacchaeus? Are you ready to let go of your pride? Are you ready to let go of your arrogance and that ego that has been developed because of the systems you've been part of? Are you willing to say, hey, I need a savior. Hey, I need help. Hey, I need to forget who I am and what I've done and what I've achieved. I am nobody. I just want Jesus. I just want his nearness. I just want to see him. I just want, I don't want any title in the church. I don't want any position in the church. I, I, I just don't crave or desire because all these things are birth out of flesh. And anything that is out of birth out of flesh is going to birth death one day because flesh can only give birth to death but it is the spirit 
that produces life. It is only the spirit that gives life. So when we walk in spirit, everything else dies. When we reposition ourselves in spirit, favor comes to us. We are located by God. Even though we are short-hearted, we have so many mistakes in us. We are so weak. We have so many shortcomings. Yet God covers it all. God covers it all with his glory and gives us double honor for our dishonor because no man is perfect. No man is worthy. All that receive honor is because God has located them in the place of their surrender and decrees. And when they zero themselves, God lifts them up and places them on higher places, gives them throne like Joseph, gives them nations like Abraham, give them favor like Ruth, give them positions and authority like Esther. Whenever anybody repositioned themselves, God lifted them up. Even imagine the thief on the cross with Jesus. He was positioned by people on the cross. My goodness, I feel the fire of God. A man, a thief that was positioned by human beings because of his flaws and his weaknesses and his mistake and a sinful life. And he was positioned on the cross. Yet, while he was positioned on the cross, he repositioned his heart. Ay, 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 ay. He repositioned his mindset. He repositioned his revelation. He repositioned his speech. He humbled himself. He brought himself to a place of surrender. And he said, I believe that you are the son of God. You are the king of kings. And when you come into your kingdom, remember me. Guess what happened? Jesus repositioned him. I, I feel the joy of the Lord. Jesus repositioned him from that cross to the paradise. And he said, surely today you shall be with me in paradise. Repositioning happened the moment he repositioned his spirit his focus, his mindset, his speech, he humbled himself. Aish, people of God, as you do that, the Lord is going to reposition you. I am prophesying for somebody. As you humble yourself, as you say the sorry first time, as you decrease yourself, as you come to the place of letting go of your image and, and breaking yourself at the feet of Jesus, as you are ready to break your alabaster jar and say, I'm ready to be broken by the Lord. I'm ready to be demolished by the Lord. I'm ready to let go of my personality, my systems, the places that have been instilled in me and installed in me. I'm letting go of those patterns and I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to die like a seed. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm ready to unlearn and undo in life and be humble and, and get to the feet of Jesus. He is going to lift you up. He is going to honor you like he honored Zacchaeus. He's going to honor you like the thief at the cross. Ah, child of God, this is your time of repositioning. This is your time of saying, enough. I've done enough mistakes. I've, I've been running away from my destiny enough. I've been messing around enough. I've been just playing around with my life enough. I've been just being ignorant of the realities and truths of the kingdom. But I'm tired. I want to come to a place where I say, Zacchaeus, is Zacchaeus no more, but he's just a seeker. He's just a one who will pursue Jesus, wants to see Jesus. And then you'll see how God is going to lift you up. May the Lord bless you 
as you listen to this word as you've been listening to this word i know some of you are going to re-listen to it and the lord is going to keep ministering to you let me pray for you and i request you to share this word with your family your friends your brothers your sisters in christ your church members because you just don't want to be benefited by it alone you want to help me spread the word of life this word can rescue somebody this can pluck them out of the grip of the enemy the mindset that they've been wasting their life in and they can feel the freedom in christ father i pray that you're going to bless the listeners lord those who've been faithfully doing this journey with soul with jesus i thank you for these lives bless them father you're going to reward your seekers father their commitment to this ministry is going to be rewarded from heaven so i pray that you're going to bless them their families these words that come to us weekly father i pray that it's going to nourish us and bless us even as they are receiving today's word i pray that somebody's repositioning will happen from the cross to the paradise that somebody will be repositioned from a sycamore tree to a place of honor and establishment they will be established they will not have to hang themselves on the tree but they will be made stand they will stand with you on a firm foundation so lord we thank you bless the listeners and be with them let them have a blessed week ahead until we speak to them again let them be blessed by you in jesus name we ask this prayer amen amen and amen shalom everyone enjoy with jesus you're blessed and remember these words are coming from the throne room of god with just one motive and one prayer and that is that you can soar with jesus above every storm of your life above every valley every other thing that hinders you you may be able to soar and be a victor and not a victim you are blessed amen 